Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to our weekly update from the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council on Pioneer Radio, KSRQ. I'm joined by Virgil Benoit. I prefer Benoit. He's a spokesperson for the FrenchCanadianFran.org organization. He joins us by phone. Hello, Virgil. Again, I pronounce uh, your name Benoit. Sorry about that. It's, it's French. <laughs> anyway, you like, anyway, you like it. French Canadian. That's right. Exactly right. Too many Scandinavians determine how it's pronounced, like uh, Peralt. No, no, no. Yeah, Not yeah. enough Scandinavians know it right. Okay. <laughs> now, you're a teacher. Tell me a little background on that. What do you teach and where? Well, I taught for, I don't know, something over 50 years, and I was at UND for most of that, and it was on uh, heritage. Okay. Heritage uh, uh, of any kind interests me, but I knew more about French-Canadian heritage, and so that's what I did most. All right, let's talk about the French influence in northwest Minnesota. We know about the south, Louisiana, the French influence down there. How did the French arrive in our area of the country? Uh, through the fur trade. The very early ones are through the fur trade. The very, very, very early ones are in the 17, uh, the really big pushes in the 1730s with Laverandry, who went into Manitoba, North Dakota, northwest Minnesota, and sort of set the trail. And people say, well, others followed that. They knew it, the kind of an, a memory thing, and they kept coming from French Canada, but especially in the fur trade, and then later on as uh, settlers. Okay. And when they settled, they uh, started families, and that's how the uh, the heritage thing evolved in our area to 2018, isn't it? Well, it is. Uh, see, basically, I think that uh, knowing about different people is an important thing in our lives. And hearing other people tell their stories is even more important for mm-hmm. us to understand others and to develop empathy. Right. And so that's why I do what I do. We're not big numbers. French Canadians are significant, but, you know, they're, they're, they're out there with a lot of other people. And everybody tells their stories, and everybody gets to know each other better. And that's why I do what I do on French Canadians. I, I'm interested in all the other groups as well. Let's talk about your organization and what it uh, stands for. What's your mission? Oh, the mission of the AFRAN group, I, have a, I do two groups. The AFRAN group is uh, to make people more aware of uh, French-Canadian and Métis uh, history and, and, and heritage. And uh, we do that through the programming. We do that especially in the festival that's coming up now this coming week. And another organization is, uh, is, is more broad in its scope and does more programming during the year. Two, uh, two programs I belong to. Now, you mentioned Métis, for those who don't know, what is that? Métis is, uh, is, a, is a, cultural, uh, a cultural blend of, 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 of different backgrounds. And one background was always of a European background. It could have been, uh, well, we said French-Canadian, but that would be French, you know, if you go back to Europe. So it was a European background. A lot of, a lot of French-Canadians married uh, uh, Chippewa people, especially the Ojibwe. And uh, the Cree in Canada. I mean, but we're talking about by the thousands during the fur trade, and it continues today in the communities as such. Those are Métis of French Canadian and Ojibwe background. The others can be uh, can be uh, Scottish, they can be British, uh, some Irish, 
and uh, it was a blend of uh, native peoples and uh, European peoples, full of history, full of fascinating combinations of culture, the music especially. On our program this coming weekend, we have two young boys. They were 11 when they started coming down here. I think they're 13 or so now. They're called Double Trouble. They're Métis boys. Their father raised them to know the old Métis tunes, which, by the way, is one of the musical trends that is really, really local, is regional, and uh goes into Manitoba, makes a big circle, comes around northwestern Minnesota and goes in North Dakota. That that was a civilization that was active, extremely active socially in all areas of society up until about the 1870s when a lot of settlers came in and then they went down into a minority, and so it goes. My guest again, Virgil Benoit of the uh, FrenchCanadianFran.org organization, and he's also a, a main cog, a... Uh, um, a very important uh, individual when it comes to an annual event. He mentioned that earlier. It's coming up this weekend. It's the Chautauqua and French-Canadian Métis Festival. It runs August 24th, 25th, and 26th. How many years for that festival, Virgil? Uh, we're in, uh, uh, started in 1982. We're in our, what would be about our, 30, our 38th year okay. for that group. And then we have another group, and i got to mention it. It's called the Oxbow. Oh, oh. the Oxbow. Okay. The, 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 the fog just came off of the Oxbow, which is just across the road from the old Crossing Treaty Park, where the event on the weekend will take place. And we're going to introduce people to this other organization called the Oxbow. And it has 70 acres just across the road from the from the little park, which is a fascinating, wonderful place. It's one of the few valleys in the Red River Valley. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and uh, just a wonderful place to come to that park. And, and now we've got 70 acres that we're going to manage for its wildlife, vegetation, insects, bugs and trees, and people's history. Mm-hmm. And that's a new mission we have. So we got the old one and a new one. The old one's the Afran mission, and the new one is the Oxbow. And we got dogs around here as well. (laughs) Let me go outside so my dogs don't take over. That's all right. If we're still okay, Ron, let's go now some more. Okay. Uh, Question concerning the location. Now, you mentioned the site. It's the Old Crossing Treaty area, the park there, which is west of Red Lake Falls. What happened at that site to make it special? Well, two things happened. First of all, there were the ox cart trails, which went through the park in the wooded area, that's to say on the east side of the Red River. They would come this way and they'd cross the Red Lake River at that park where the treaty of 1863 took place. And when the people were asked to convene to discuss the treaty with uh, to, to people who would discuss what that would be like, they were told to come to Old Crossing. So already in 1863, that place was old. It was known as the Old Crossing because of the ox carts that had gone that way. So there's the ox cart history, which we talk about. Mm-hmm. And then there's the treaty history. We have people from Red Lake who will be there. We have other Native peoples who will be there. If you haven't heard Corey Medina, for example, who will be there this weekend on Sunday, oh, look up Corey. 
Just look him up. Google him and go where he goes. Just once in your life, at least. But he'll be here on Sunday afternoon. We have uh, Thomas X with some dancers from Red Lake. And these people come because of people they befriend in the community and so forth. And they come uh, because of that special special treatment, we hope, and special considerations in our programming. Uh, and then we have the settlement period. Uh, the little villages like Hewitt and Gently and Terban and those places all around Red Lake Falls and so forth, they're all old French-Canadian holdings. And so if you want to learn about another cultural group, uh, uh, gee, we got a combination for you, and we're interested in you too. A lot of Norwegians come, and they come through <laughs> the gate, and they say, we come here to raise the quality of your festival. And I says, my God, let's sit down and you tell me so we can be better next year. But no kidding. Kidding aside, uh, this is a special place because the land that was uh, that was uh, that we settled on all right, very was good. Was talked about yeah. in 1863 at that place, and people feel that. We have wonderful documentation on that that people can get if they want when they come. Now, there's live music, too, that happens every year, and I know there's some groups that come down from Canada. Is that the plan this year, too? Oh, yes, indeed. The uh, Double Trouble the young twins, uh, the Métis boys, they'll be here with their dad, and they'll be playing Métis music. And then we have the group Saclac, which is internationally known. They're out of Winnipeg, a group of about 10 musicians. And, and boy, it does clack. Clack means like, you know, bing, bang, and wang, wang, and let's go, and the drums and so forth. They'll be playing also, they'll be playing both afternoons, uh, Saturday and Sunday, 25 and 26. They'll also be playing at the American Legion in Red Lake Falls on Saturday the 25th. You can come in for supper if you want. You come in a little later, 8 o'clock. The, the, the band is going to play for music and listening. They are just tremendous movers with, uh, with the musical things. All right. The Chautauqua and French-Canadian Métis Festival again, which is west of Red Lake Falls, the old crossing Hewitt Park area. And again, that's uh, August 24th, 25th, and 26th. One more quick question, Virgil. How has the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council played a role in this festival? Oh, for I would say from the very, 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 very early, we got a grant many years ago. I think it was 1985. We must have got a grant for like $300. And now it's much more significant, and it helps us tremendously. We could not do this we would do something but you'd probably have to watch me dance and some local friends here who play well uh, play they join in with others now from all around and so it's the tremendous scope uh of 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 connecting arts to a beautiful place yeah it should be a great uh, time for weather too friday partly sunny 80 same story on saturday and sunday about 80 and sunny perfect weather Fra- Friday is only a bonfire in the evening after dark. We okay. start with some uh, maybe hay rides in the afternoon, 5, yeah. 6 o'clock. And uh, so uh, don't come in the afternoon on Friday, but in the evening we have bonfire. Our things really get going on Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock. The Oxbow people are serving omelets, wonderful fresh omelets, seasoned from fresh fruits from the garden. And uh, free run egg, no, not eggs don't free run. Chickens do, and they lay eggs, and that'll be part of the omelets. All right, very good. Again, that's through this weekend at the uh, Old Crossing uh, Point west of Red Lake Falls. My guest again, Virgil Benoit of the uh, French-Canadian Association. Thank you so much, Virgil, and have a good weekend.
Thank you, Ron. Thanks to all the people who listen to you. There you go. Virgil Benoit, your update from the Arts Council every Tuesday at 3.05 on Pioneer 90.1.